Ranger Candy Coffee Company is a veteran-owned, handcrafted premium coffee roaster located in Shoehorn Bend, Arkansas. They offer a variety of single-origin and flavored coffee. Their coffee is roasted and packaged by husband and wife duo Larry and Sierra Littlefoot. Ranger Candy Coffee Company has also partnered with disabled American veterans, a 501c4 nonprofit that supports combat veterans in their post-war readjustment process. They donate a portion of their profits to them as a way to give back. So when you shop at Ranger Candy Coffee Company, know that you are supporting not only a veteran-owned small business, you are also supporting an outstanding veterans nonprofit. Check out Ranger Candy Coffee Company's selection of special blends, K cups, single origin, and flavor coffee at RangerCoffeeCandyCompany.com. Use promo code Andres Segovia and get free shipping on your order. So go to RangerCandyCoffeeCompany.com, choose your blend, size, and brew, and taste America in every sip. This is the Andres Segovia Show. Welcome, everyone, to the Andres Segovia Show. On this episode, I have a special guest, Curious Joel, and I'll let him do the, the intros. Joel, welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. Introduce yourself to people. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Um, so, uh, like you said, I'm Curious Joel. Uh, my podcast, Curious Joel, is just um, about me diving into the topics of people's passion and interesting conversations. Um, I like to get into the nitty gritty of the personal experience that people have had with different things. Um, whatever their passion is, I like to get into the behind the scenes, the, the, the background, the everyday life, the, the struggles, the, the things that like were easier, the things that people didn't expect to be as hard, the things that just, they don't normally talk about out Mm. in the open, you know? The I like to get past the the public relations answers to things. I like to get to, to know the the mind behind the passion, you mm. know. Um, and I just dive into that. Um, I'm going to be having some interesting conversations come up where we're just talking about our topic and just kind of diving into the topic and getting nitty gritty into that. That sounds interesting, but I have to ask: Are you being sarcastic right now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're wearing a sarcastic society shirt, so <laughs> yes, we do need your support. Um, no, I, I also am a very, very big advocate advocate of humor. Um, I think it's a very good way to deal with a lot of things in mm. a to some extent. You know, I'm a very serious person, but you know, laughter is medicine. You know, that's that's scientifically proven to some extent that you know laughing is actually really healthy for you. Unless yeah, you die laughing like one guy did in history. I wish I remembered his name. But that'd be a, that'd be a fantastic way to go. But, <laughs> but no, I, I, I can be serious and I can also be very funny. But yeah. yeah I and, and I totally relate to that. Uh, I'm, I'm a very sarcastic person as well. That was actually one of my first um, promos of my shots on, on Instagram. Or I think the caption was, I'm a very sarcastic guy. Is that going to be a problem? You know, because uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to be a business professional, but yet yeah. I'm hyperly sarcastic. Because uh, and I've, I've been having a lot of fun with. Uh, she's not. Uh, she's nine years old now. My daughter, and um, I, I saw her when she was developing a sense for catching my sarcasm. Like, oh, I right, have <laughs> fun with my daughter being sarcastic. She's she's playing on me now. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you were being sarcastic. And I was like, mm-hmm. It's like, uh huh. So and it's it's fun because if we're it's 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 a good it's a good vibe. It's a good we jive very well, and mm-hmm. I totally get you. Um, and uh, there's 
Ah, man, I feel like I, I would take the cat out of the bag if I mention it now, but I'll tell you after. Uh, I'll, I'll see the suspense for when we're done recording. I'll tell you off air on this one. <clears throat> All right. I'm but looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when, uh, and as I mentioned in the pre interview, uh, one of the things that I wanted to pick up on. Uh, was when we did the stream, which I, I really appreciate you lending your time to, to come on. It was fun. I want to do more of those. Um, yeah. I, I usually do tech talks, but that time I like to celebrate my third anniversary of the show as it is now. Yeah. I'm like, I wanted to talk with other people that are on their own podcasting adventure, you know? And it was just like that. And I looked through my followers and like, all right, they have a podcast, they have a podcast. There are others that are not doing podcasts but are trying to be like their own influencers on their own uh, in their mm -hmm. own way, I am making time for them as well. I wanted to do this phase first because I mm -hmm. do have other ones that are, are shifting the focus of their podcast. I'm working on them getting on my show. Um, and uh, you were one of them too. So I was curious and I was I was being <laughs> semi-sarcastic when I was saying it too. I'm like, I hope you can hear my sarcasm <laughs> when I say it. Uh, so that's why I, I decided to look through and say, you know what, I want to talk to these folks. Even if though I never interacted with any of them, and I have a plethora of of content for people to turn back to, say, is does Andres do a gotcha a stuff? No, you people can see what I'm very passionate about, the things mm -hmm. that do anger me, and I do not hide my Christian conservative status. That's a front and center. People know mm -hmm. it, so that's why you know where I'm coming from. But I also like having conversations with people. So that's why yeah. when I was looking through and I was inviting, I was very happy that you came on. It was it was it was fun having you on, despite some yeah. technical difficulties. Like, <laughs> we hope we get him on, and we did. Uh, and and I had some others say, "Hey, let's let's get him back on." Say, like, "We will, we will." Wait, wait, what do you mean we? So you mean guys, you want to do this again? Oh, let's <laughs> let's do it then. So yeah. that that worked out very well. But um, to on that stream, um, that as you were mentioning, as you prefaced here uh, of what your podcast is, uh. I am curious to tap into that. What what inspired you to like? There must have been something that you saw, and you were just ultimately quite literally curious. How did that come to be? And you were uh, it, was it an impression of something or someone that they went through to your journey to see the whatever it was that they went through just to create this one piece of whatever it was. I I would equate that not to a specific point in my life because I have always had, I, I grew up with this insatiable curiosity. Mm. Like I was never satisfied with, well, that's just the way it is, you know, and whatever that thing is, I would like, my brain would start, the gears would start spinning. Right. You know, when, once my brain had a chance to like, huh, interesting. You know, there's always, there, there's always something behind everything. And like in a, in a, like when you start looking at humans and how humans exist, you know, what they do on a daily basis, how they do what they do, there's always reasons behind it. Mm. And uh, my mom was always would talk about like, well, if I put it somewhere, I probably put it there for a reason. Right. I'm like, well, I guess, you know, I, I, sometimes I would think about it, but still there's a lot of times we don't think about what we do, but I would pay attention to that a lot. And like, you know, there's so many different things in my life, in my childhood, even that like, it was just fascinating of like, I, I gotta be a participant in a magic show when I was very little. And it was one of the ones where like, they, they, 
they like basically levitate you on a board as they pull mm. the chairs out each direction. And, you know, I'm sitting there like, okay, I can, I can feel the chairs leaving, but I also know I'm floating and I can't tell where I'm floating from. And my brain, as I'm sitting there is going like, how is he doing this? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. You know, I also had a, a lot of my, these things have to do with magic. Um, which Let's go there, man. Uh, <laughs> but I so I had, a, I had a really cool uh, dentist my growing up, he was just awesome. Like he made it so much fun to be at the dentist office that you actually wanted to go to the dentist. Mm. And I grew up being very confused. I was like, why does everyone hate going to the dentist so much? Like, <laughs> right. But like, we'd get these really cool toys, which I know some dentists did that, but like everybody there knew who you were, talked to you, mm. enjoyed you, like enjoyed you coming in. It wasn't just like a job. It was, it was them. They're part of the community basically. Mm. Um, and I remember one time, like I, I was being worked on by the dental hygienist and like the, the big guy walked in and he did like two rubber band tricks just to distract me from whatever. I don't remember what was going on. He did a good job. <laughs> I don't remember it, but he just did two just really quick rubber band tricks and right, like right there. And I'm like, and like instantly what went through my head at whatever young age I was, was like, wow, that is very considerate of him to learn something outside of his profession that would help him in his profession of especially working with kids that might not like everything going on in their mouth. Hmm. And like, but that consideration of this person going outside of their, you know, what other dentists do you know that have purposely learned any other skill besides dentistry to help their dentistry, you know? And that like, as a child that, that was like, huh, that that to me showed that he cared a lot about his job enough to go above and beyond, you know, but like there's so many things that people do that there's reason behind it that people sometimes they don't even think about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like finding that out because that's just like, I, I like diving into people's brains because mm. each brain is very unique. You know, they might have some similar end results that come out, but usually the process that whole process of like coming up with these ideas and, and making that thought are very interesting to me. And so I find that the more passionate somebody is about something, the easier it is to dive into how their brain works to get that out. They could all produce the same exact thing, but each person's perspective and their mind that got that same thing out is a very beautiful thing to look at. Does that make sense? My brain like stopped and like this sounds a little weird. (laughs) No, no, no. But it definitely makes sense. I'm I'm following. I'm following all your logic. I mean, what what trips me up though is that you were a kid. How old were you? I I don't know. I I I'll I guess a lot about my ages, but like as a like five year old, I was using big words. I my I I I talked about this on my podcast, and I was like, okay, and if someone asked me, I need to be able to verify this. So I talked to my mom. He's like, yeah, you know around four and five, like I'd hear a word in a conversation, like a big word. Mm-hmm. And if it was used in context, I could use it in a sentence the next day. No problem. Fascinating. I, I very much was a, a fast learner in a lot of things. And in some things I wasn't, mm-hmm. but whatever I could do, I just, it was easy for the most part. Um, but I, I, I grew up a little quicker than I, th- in some ways, <laughs> Then I probably should have, 
from a normal perspective. Hmm. Um, in other ways, I, I still haven't grown up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. I was originally going to get into automotive engineering when I was going to college. Okay. Uh, life took a different course, obviously. I ended up getting <laughs> business, uh, and I'm not even involved in anything related to the automobile industry. But mm-hmm. what fascinated me was physics. I have always loved what make mm-hmm. things go boom. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. so how? So understanding uh, thermodynamics, aerodynamics, mm-hmm. friction, gravity, uh, combustion, and all mm-hmm. that weight, like all of it fascinated me. I mean, I... I didn't realize at what point, kind of like you, what you're saying, like, at what point did I start loving math? I don't know. But what I did love about math, it was absolute. It's like there mm-hmm. is no right or wrong answer. No, it's the answer. Or it's not the, well, I, I forgot the minus sign. No, because if it was actual science, it'd be going the other way. It's a wrong answer. So mm-hmm. it, it, it always fascinated me to what degree you move something, you can have the biggest of impact. And mm-hmm. That's what, well, what's the best way to see physics in motion here among us? It's a car. It's a vehicle. And that Mm -hmm. always fascinated me because it wasn't just about getting the vehicle to go from A to Z, like boom. Also, Mm -hmm. how do you get it to go from Z to A? And what if on its way to Z, something interfered where the, the people inside can be safe, if at all? Yeah. You know, all of that into a vehicle, I mean, it was, it, to me, it was the most fascinating thing. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't get into that, but it, <laughs> it, it always drove me uh, to, nah, no pun intended, to uh, to really <laughs> like look into more of that, and which is why I, I appreciate um, uh, the things, because uh, I, I recently got this thing. I haven't showcased this yet, so I just got an opportunity to do it. Um, there's this uh, company that started as a Kickstarter, and they recently released what is called the Interstellar Edition. This is a pen and their base is magnetic but the whole idea is that the pen just sits there magnetically in the position i know and uh, i was not considering this pen when i was looking for it i didn't even know it existed when i saw it i'm like oh i had to have it (laughs) that thing looks really cool (laughs) and uh, it was originally um a silver or chrome pen i think uh something along those lines uh so they i guess they recently released this uh, this matte black one kind of like a I, I don't know if they were in homage to NASA, but they called it the interstellar edition. And I guess okay. the way they they blacked it out, it looked pretty interstellar to me as a silhouette. So I'm like, all right, I'll take that pen. And I did. <laughs> and ever since I got it, it's because people can't see my desk. Um, this is not my studio, but my desk. Uh, it's matte black, everything basically uh, with uh, <laughs> with mostly Batman logos. <laughs> so, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, so to to what you were saying, I completely and totally relate to exactly what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. I like I said, I can relate to that. I went through that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's something that I've realized is that most people that care about what they do have a similar mindset to some degree. So like, I had a, a graphic design artist that in her mind didn't have an imagination. Um, Interesting. But what got her there was like under, like she went to school for it. She learned about it. Like she had always been interested in like the, the technological details of art. So like she started with PowerPoint and like would just make PowerPoints for fun and found out you can like 
make a choose your own story. Like if you click here on the PowerPoint, it'll take you over to this slide. Mm -hmm. But if you click here on the PowerPoint, it'll take you over to this slide. And then from here you have branches and over there you have branches. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going like, I didn't even know you could do that once much less more than once and have multiple options, but cool. You know? And then she, she went to graphic design college and like, she was learning all about this different stuff. And like, she gets so far into the details of how these different things interact and how they work together. And, you know, and that granted her the ability to take what, what imagination she had that she didn't think she had. She Mm -hmm. she was like, I don't have an imagination. Like at the end she admitted that like, okay, I do have an imagination. It just works differently, but she, that's how she's able to visualize. So she doesn't have a very visual imagination, but she, once she can, she can take what she does have and put it into her graphic designs and they're fantastic. But it was all that behind the scenes, like how do each of these things work and interact with each other that gets this, you know? Yeah. And you know, the people, pretty much everyone I've interviewed, excuse me. um, It's all, it's, it's a lot about the details about, okay, when you break it down all the way down to the ground, like, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. What changes it from A to B? What changes it from this to that? You know, all these different things that change the basics, you know? And like, you're talking about the car of like the physics of like, yeah, you can get the thing to go. How does it stop? Okay. That's friction. You know, how do you like, how do you interact with this? And how do you change the motion, the, the direction of the motion and all these different things that go into a car? that's what everyone most of everyone that I've talked to does is they kind of go into like the, all right, let's break it down to the basic elements and then start from there all the way up. Mm. And, you know, I'm very fascinated with the process of everything. (laughs) So my show, I, it was just a natural thing after I had, I'd done another podcast. It didn't, it it didn't take off. (laughs) Um, but I had all this equipment and I was like, okay, what can I do with this equipment? I, I feel like I want to make more. I want to make more content. I want to be ha- like, I need a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I have these conversations with people all the time. Usually it's cut off because they have to get back to work or they have to go do something. If I dedicate time to actually Hey, let you and me, we are going to sit down. We're going to talk about this. Explain to me exactly how this works. Okay. How in the world did you get into this? Cool. And like, just, and then from there, for me, it's a natural breakdown of like, okay, what's the next question? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you were talking about like, I'm not sure if this is in, earlier in this episode or, or if it was before we started recording, but you're talking about like, you know, you might k- take something and just latch onto that and just follow that where it goes. I'm like, that's just what I do. Like that's, that's my whole podcast is like, I have a set of questions. I'm like, I definitely need to make sure I remember to ask this question. Yeah. But everything in between is just like, okay, whoa, 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 hold on. Go back to that. What does that mean? Explain that. Okay. How does that work? And then just kind of going off on that. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what makes it more, more natural, more comfortable. Cause Mm -hmm. uh, like when I had guests and I had mentioned this before we started recording that uh, I was a lot of their first podcast because mm-hmm. some of them just they don't they don't want to they don't do it there's they're afraid of the microphone yeah they mm-hmm. can take their selfies but they won't they won't be in front of the <laughs> microphone uh, i guess th- they have something about <clears throat> not wanting to hear their own voice and things like that yeah 
My yeah, goodness. I hear that a lot. <laughs> well, the first time I heard my voice spoken back to me, I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to do a podcast. And <laughs> then it, it really, what really switched in my mind, it's like, I love my voice. The voice that I hear, obviously, is not the one that y'all hear, which is unfortunate. All you're missing mm. out. But then it, it, it did hit me. But everybody else hears that voice. Yeah. So then, like, so why am I concerned about that? So I stopped. And then I just took <laughs> off with podcasts. Like, oh, I'm going to make this a thing. And I did. I made it a thing. And now when I'm hearing it, the most exhausting thing of a creator's pro, uh, process that people don't <laughs> know, this, what we're doing here, is the easiest part of this. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. the after, post-production. <laughs> that takes forever oh gosh yes <laughs> yeah and then the, the the worst part is i was telling you that I was uh, there was an interview that i had to save because of technical difficulties um we're talking about a almost an hour long and i had to go through it like four times just to make sure it was right so that means mm -hmm. four times just to listen to it that's added to what is called editing and then the overlays mm -hmm. and all that yeah. And then playing it all back, you know, just the, the first draft, the second draft, the, until you get to the final draft. Mm -hmm. it, and these things take, they, they, they take time. I would yeah. love to just be able to turn the camera on and throw it out the door. <laughs> I can do that with this program I'm using now, StreamYard. That's a mm -hmm. shout out to StreamYard, I suppose. But um, <laughs> when, when I do uh, some tech talks, I do them live. Oh, I used to do them live when I had uh, more time um, mm -hmm. to do it on the schedule. Mm -hmm. I would just fire up right now. It's doing a pre-recording, but I would just be live. And what I love about doing live is that there's like the switch in the, in the back of my mind that goes off. And says, you only have one shot at this <laughs> and it's subconscious yeah. and it just goes with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it, you just need to be comfortable. Like whether you're talking to somebody, or just talking to the camera that you don't know how many people are watching. It could be zero. It could be a thousand. You don't know. Mm -hmm. And you no, know, you, you just go with it, but it's, I see a tangent, <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> that that's this whole thing about like creating something um it has been a, a long time coming and to me mm -hmm. i felt like it hitting my third year as what is the under segovia show is um it's basically a culmination of everything i've always wanted to do since the beginning because uh, the tools weren't they didn't exist yet <laughs> they do yeah. now they cost money of course but it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to do it it yeah. wasn't like that back then it was hard. I have some rough podcasts from way back in the day. <laughs> I, the, hey, I, what else could I have done? No, I, I no. do enjoy them and, and, and I, I like them. Um, I had a few something. people that couldn't get past my first two episodes because I, I didn't know how to edit the audio quality <laughs> well. And I also didn't record it very well. And I'd done those interviews like a year before I actually posted them. And so they're just like, they're really bad. I'm like, guys, just get past the first two episodes. The other quality gets better. <laughs> and then from there, it just kind of keeps uh, going yeah. up a little bit because every time I learn a little bit more. <laughs> so I, I was, totally get that. I was being a perfectionist with my first episode. I drafted. I, oh, I knew gosh. I was going to write about because, well, I have to also admit that the, the early episodes of my show are because it's a real estate centric or business now mm. um, show was quite frankly, informing people about real estate. Like, how do you make that entertaining when people don't even want to tune in, <laughs> in the first place? Like, my friends and family are like, yeah, you know, we support you. It's just, that's not my cup of tea. Well, that's not really supporting me. You're not tuning in. You know, it's like, I, I need the clicks. I need the likes. I need the shares. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so things started picking up when I started doing podcasts in Espanol. So when I switched some episodes in Spanish, I did six episodes in Spanish. 
um, mm. cause they were just really informative things. Uh, so I could speak to that and keep them condensed. Yeah. The one I couldn't do, but it's coming up and it's more fitting now because it speaks to my community. Um, uh, it's going to be like financing and loans and all that, that, that is coming. So, uh, there I'm announcing it now for folks so they can be in the know. Um, but when things really shifted was when I had to address certain things that were happening at the state level that were affecting real estate. And now I'm like, well, now this is my wheelhouse. Cause I have to address, um, these political actions coming, uh, coming against it. So I addressed that. And as soon as I did that, suddenly Andres is getting political. I'm informing you of legislation that is affecting you. And it just so happens that we live in a one party state and they're the ones pushing it. And I'm telling you what they are doing. So that's where um, I got some pushback. But then I started getting noticed by others. It's like, okay, so um, are you going to be letting in more of politics? Like, no, no, no. I'm going to be addressing it just that some people take facts and say, no, you're just giving your political opinion. It's like, that's the unfortunate world of politics and the arena of ideas because they just think they're just fighting ideas, but each side is entrenched on their own ideology and said, no, it's this way. There is no other way. There's no in between come over here or you come over here. Unless we're never going to agree, whatever. But there is a place and time for that. That's why I do what is called off the record. I do locals because I can't shut up about it either. That's why I, I invite you to come over here if you really want to have those conversations because I don't want, yeah. I'm done with the shouting. This book, The Andres Segovia Show, Transcripts of the Yodi Days, this is the first book I made. This is mm-hmm. over 500 pages the way it's printed and it's wow. pretty thorough. Um, there's some spacing in between, but um, <laughs> the, the real version has a, a bunch of pictures and graphics that I uh, legally couldn't put into the book. So <laughs> gotcha. that's unfortunate. Um, but that is, to me, it's 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 history, it's, and it is politically driven um, because that's what I did. That was the show. Yeah, but I I'm tired of of all the talking heads and the shouting and things like that. That's why I'm like, you know, I'm not being effective if I'm just going to be another shouting voice among all the people that are shouting. You know, and so yeah. it's it's not gonna. I like I had to walk it back and um, reframe my show. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Uh, it's morphed a lot actually over the past several months where I've been doing more interview heavy content. That's it for lack of a better description. I tell people my show has unintentionally formed into something akin to what Joe Rogan does because all he does is interviews. And that's kind of what my show has become in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't always intentional, but (laughs) it does make it more interesting where it's not just me, but I still have my episodes of discussing um, uh, business and the effects that politics have on it and things like mm-hmm. that. And if we want to get you the juicy content, like, oh, go to locals. I'm not going to push it on you unless I know I have to. Um, yeah. But uh, until that point, that, that's that's really, um, it's all become a process. And I'm really giving you microcosm of what is almost 20 years worth of work. So it's been that kind of process to get to this yeah. point. And this show, like I said, when I started three years ago to rebrand it, um, being all pro and business to finally get to just being comfortable and loose and more authentic instead of just being okay, put on the suit and be pro. Uh, it just, I needed to get to that point, like finding my yeah. stride. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was trial and error along the way. And people, I had to lose people. Uh, you lost me. I prefer the tech stuff. Like, I will also do the tech, but I'm not getting the tech that people are sending me. No one's sending me. I have to get it. And I'm yeah. not one of those people that start their YouTube channel by taking advantage of the Amazon return policy. 
That is such an awful way to do reviews. If I review a product, it's from a business standpoint because I want to use the product. And if it works, I keep it. If it doesn't, I send it back. But I was getting accused of trying to grow my channel because I was taking products and returning them if I didn't like them. It's like that had nothing to do with me just wanting to review the product. Yeah. And then those same people complain like, how can you not doing any more tech reviews? Because I'm not being <laughs> supplied the tech. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's that's something that's like really hard about tech channels is like uh because I, I I like tech a lot. Um uh, we, we talked about this briefly before before the uh episode. Um and like I I like tech, but I also like honest tech. You know, mm. there, and a lot of people like once they get the 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 sponsored items, they're scripted sponsored items. You know, yeah. it's well, this is the best product I've ever seen. It's like, did you say that about the last three things you've done? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I I, I, didn't, I I missed the brand name on the bottom of the channel <laughs> for this episode. It's like it's sponsored by this. It's like. Oh, are are you sure? Because oh yeah, you didn't say a single bad thing about this thing. You know, it's like this is the best. It's like, what? What do you mean? You, you th- from what you're telling me, this shouldn't be the best thing ever, right? Um, and like, if you don't have those sponsored things, it's really hard to like. If you want the honest tech reviewers, oftentimes they're having to ha- like jump off of a already successful channel that they're making money off of so they can buy the tech that they have you know and like it's a really tricky like narrow road of like honest tech and you know can continually support this channel tech you know because if it's sponsored a lot of the times those sponsored videos are not going to be honest you know and so it's that that, like trying to get that balance and like i've found a few that kind of do that well and one of my my personal favorite is uh, Mr. Who's the Boss. And he has gotten, he will he will review things. And sometimes the company will be like, hey, can you review this? Like, sure. It's like, and here's what we want you to say. It's like, nope, I'll still review it, but nope. you don't have to give me money. And it's like, that's that's the sigh of relief of like, thank you. You're still doing it. You, you went out and bought the thing so that you could give an honest review because you weren't mm-hmm. going to be swayed by whatever someone else is saying. And, you know, I know that with him, I can get an honest opinion, you know, and that's, that's just something hard. Like, like, you know, like you're saying, like you had to get the products, you weren't being sponsored by anybody. Nobody's paying you to go out and buy these things. You have to supply that yourself. And that's just a really difficult thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of latching, I want to latch on to to that because then this this speaks to the heart of what um i did primarily on youtube for about three to four years before i shifted it to um introducing business aspect of things uh because mr who's the boss i've come across several times but didn't follow him i thought it was a little over the top and i hated the name and i'm still waiting <laughs> for him to do that long-awaited episode where he finally reveals why is it called mr who's the boss oh it's, he actually did that not too long ago yeah, and I'm and I, I and I missed it. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, it's, it's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I and when I did come across him again last year, no, it feels like it was last year. It might have been a little longer <laughs> than that. <clears throat> Time's a little <clears throat> little funky right now. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know everything I like, melted into it. Like last year, two years, two three years ago, three years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 
um, he gained my respect when I saw him uh, basically call out, not in a bad way, some of his fellow major tech reviewers in addressing um, certain in, certain device that was happening in the industry that he felt that people weren't entirely being honest about. I don't remember which device it was, but then he highlighted more when he talked oh. about the Escobar phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't. I hate having to even mention it like this because I he I, I respect what he does, but it comes with his share of controversy. Mm -hmm. uh, Lou at Unbox Therapy, he has some splaining to do still on certain things. And the fact that he just doesn't address them is what kind of upsets me. Escobar sure. phone, he kind of shilled for it. And I'm like, uh, dude, this thing's a fraud. It's literally yeah. a, a phone with a, with a, a gold foil. Yep. Mr. Who's the boss unmasked it, you know? Yeah. That's what I mean about holding others accountable. Yeah. And I think he and and, and Marcus at NKBHD were, mm -hmm. uh, were yep. they were talking a little bit about this too. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, you, you guys need to, um, because of their influence, right? Yeah. You, you guys, no, I mean, they need to be held accountable mm -hmm. like Lou needs to. He's the biggest yeah. one. And that's something that I think bo both uh, – Marquez and Aaron both do well is like they, they understand that their, their job as a, a, a tech reviewer is something that affects people's everyday life. You mm -hmm. know, they know that like, if they say, Hey, this phone is good. People are going to go out and buy that phone. And if it's not good, that's money that that pe those people lost, mm -hmm. you know? And, and he, they understand that weight of like, I'm, I can only in, in good conscience, conscience recommend things that I would actually be okay. If my sister went out and bought my, you know, my mom went out and bought these things. That's what, and like, I know Aaron's really good about like, is this the best phone on the market? Yes. Is it worth it for you to buy it? Probably not. You know, you don't need not. <laughs> half of these features. It's a great uh. phone, but honestly, this is the phone you should probably get. If if this, these are your needs, you don't need this one. Yeah. And like, he, he's just very down, down to earth and realizes that he affects like people's lives. Like he understands that weight and, and responsibility. And I think of all the content creators, the, the big ones, the tech influencers, mm -hmm. I think he's the one having the most fun. My kids <laughs> love watching his videos. And oh, every now and then so it's like, hey, it's Pokemon. Like, oh, he's a Pokemon fan, all right? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, they love it. And the fact that he does like, the most random of things. I tested the 22 weirdest devices or the 22 biggest yeah. devices or the smallest and largest. Like, yeah. And he buys with his money. Videos. Yeah. And like, and that's something that he also is, again, going back to the down to earth. He's also like, like, hey, guys, this is all possible because you guys are supporting me. If you guys didn't, this wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't be able to spend, you know, $2,000 on Wish <laughs> if you guys weren't sponsoring me. And, like, I love those things because, like, yeah. you know, he's – and you know he's being honest because, like, he'll, he'll – like, I love his Wish wish videos just because they're they're so those funny. Are, those are most fun. And, like, yes. I, one of my most, like, shocking moments was when he bought a legit fully functioning iPhone off of Wish. Real, yes, I saw that like, And I'm like – what do you mean a real iPhone? He's <laughs> like, like uh, send me the not... link. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I bought it for like a dollar. I'm like, 
And no, no, he's not lying about that. So I'm like, yeah. okay. Because so, he shows the receipts quite literally. Yeah, um, I, I had, uh, I do follow Aaron. I don't follow Marquez every now and then just because I'm curious. All right, what does he got to say about it? I'll chime in. Mm -hmm. He did offend me. I, I brought it up before because I had to call him out on it. I'm a Blackberry guy. Okay. I come from that okay. world. Okay. I never seen someone that has such a large platform do such a lazy take on a device just because he doesn't like a Blackberry. So he didn't even get the specs right. I'm like, dude, do you realize how many people you just turned away because you didn't do the homework like that. I, I don't, I don't forgive him for that. And, and I say that uh, half joking because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you hate Blackberry. I get it. It's not for you. Just say it's not for you and move on, dude. Just don't even cover mm -hmm. it. But the mere fact that it took time to make about a seven minute video and never clarified because uh, I, I, I sent messages like you got the specs wrong. And people came over to my channel because I covered that same phone because I covered every BlackBerry that, that was going on since 2015. They're wow. like, thank you for giving an honest take on a BlackBerry. That's how my channel took off on tech because mm -hmm. I wanted to be the voice. Now, I think that was the video that broke the camel's back. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I'm going to dive straight into this and become a, a, a BlackBerry apostle. Let me spread the gospel <laughs> of BlackBerry, but also holding BlackBerry to uh, feet to the fire because I called them out on everything. Right. Um, but it, my first appearance on another podcast was actually the Crackberry podcast from the, the biggest Blackberry channel called Crackberry and the biggest website at the time of Crackberry. Um, so uh, the, the guy that runs it, um, Kevin Mikola in, in Canada, he and I did exchange pleasantries every now and then uh, to stay in touch over the years. Uh, but yeah, like like I, I had to be that voice and that's where those are my most watched videos. I had a mm -hmm. worldwide audience and people were sharing my videos because say this guy is speaking from the heart of a business person that knows because yeah. one of the things about tech and this kind of goes to a lot of what we do actually, you and I too, um, a small business owner doesn't have the economy to scale to buy everything to make their things operate properly. Mm -hmm. Like if, if they're going to, they, they need e-commerce, they need an email system, they need accounting and all that to manage things like that. Not to mention telecommunications or whatever. No, that's a lot of money, especially a small business when you're pouring your blood, sweat and tears into it. Yeah. At the time, as, as the, the developing of technology too, now things were becoming more uh, efficient for us. At the time, the best tool for us to manage business was a BlackBerry. So people didn't understand what it meant to have a BlackBerry that you can you can manage notifications, manage all your accounts um, to to your reminders and everything. And what it meant to have a busy lifestyle, what it meant to just save those two clicks, what those two little clicks can do in a, throughout a day meant mm -hmm. a big deal. And people didn't get there. Oh, a keyboard, so pathetic. Yeah, but I'm pounding out emails, not text messages here to yeah. send messages across. I'm not trying to T9 my way through, through <laughs> a call here, you know? Oh, uh, <laughs> some people will never know the pains of T9. <laughs> <laughs> and and that and and people didn't get it. So that's what my, my, my channel took off from. And I was grateful for that. And and I show people that look, that's why I do business and and tech, because I'm showing you how tech got me to do my business and business how I rely on tech. And that's mm -hmm. kind of the, the the hybrid of my show. Yeah. But that's where I, I took issue with NKBHD because I felt that was the best chance for Blackberry to reach the masses. And uh I, I think that uh that 
what Marcus review, which was the most watched review of that video, did mm -hmm. such an injustice to the product. And it was sure. a first gen product. I'm like, nope, I that's why I unsubscribed to him and I haven't followed him since. Yeah, I still watch his videos every now and then. I like some of his content mm -hmm. and I, I respect um, uh, his hustle. But I also find his videos boring. They look fantastic, but I find them boring, which is why I enjoy someone like Aaron, where Aaron and, and everybody has their voice and that's cool. Like yeah. uh, Lou from Unbox Therapy, I unsubscribed to him because like every video was the same. Put the product in front of him, it's the same. Like it's mm -hmm. the same video, like you mentioned, that all that's missing is the sponsored brand at the bottom. He's <laughs> saying the same thing yeah. in every video. It's like, oh, dude. I'm done. This is just the same episode I just saw last time, you know, yeah. and that's why I was done with him. My favorite though, and I credit to him and I'm going to name drop in here because he's the one that encouraged me to do my YouTube video. Mr. Mobile, Michael Fisher, when he was still at pocket now, he's the okay. one I, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, look, I'm really curious to starting, man. I just don't even know where to begin on this. And <laughs> what he mentions, like, hey, you know how I did it? I use a cell phone camera. That's how I did it. I crappy audio. And then he shared that he made an episode of that on, on, on YouTube for pocket now just to share his experience. And then I'm like, all right, dude, I'll do it. And I'm like, hey, it's we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now look at me seven years later since I started. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and that's that's like that's also like a core thing that like um uh, I've been talking about recently with some some people about like there's so many people that just see this like finished product of like, well, look at a successful, you know, these people are these YouTubers like, wow, I could never do that. And then like, you go back and like, look at like their first video, mm -hmm. like, okay. You know? And like, that's something that like, again, like I, I had that, that moment of like, I have the equipment to do this at a slightly better level than some people get a chance to start their their shows with, you know, I have my microphone, I have my computer, I have like a setup, I have like the, the editing tools to do this already. And yeah. it's not going to be this extremely raw, like, and like, you know, it's not this like gamer microphone or a cell phone microphone. It's, it's, it's better than that. So I have a little bit of a step up. Mm -hmm. from some other people but like i also recognize like you just gotta do it like that's why my first two episodes are still up even though they're not great quality and <laughs> I, I i've talked i've talked about it a few times with like some of my friends i'm like you know someday i'll go back and remaster them <laughs> and i'll like i'll fix the audio make it so that like whenever i laugh people don't have to like plug the ears or they might pop because <laughs> like i have a very boisterous laugh and like the mm. way i was recording was microphones right between the two of us but if i'm louder than they are <laughs> and i laugh you know if i'm interviewing someone quiet over there they're talking about here and then i go ha, 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 ha. and it's like oh <laughs> like so their their volume's all the way up for the other person talking and i'm like okay well i didn't realize that and then when i edited it i didn't know how to like cap that 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 uh laugh so it doesn't hurt your ears yeah but you know i all but I didn't just take it down. I didn't immediately remaster that when I realized like how to do it better because I want people to see like, if I, if I do get to that successful spot, I don't want to be like, Oh yeah, I just did it the right. The first time I want, no, it's natural, I want to, man. 
yeah, I, I want to show like I just did it. Like this is what happened. This is how it happened. And if I remaster those episodes, those are going to be future episodes. You're still going to be able to go back and listen to the really bad ones, um, because like that that process. Like you were and you were talking about this earlier, and I, I want to touch back on that. It's like that process of finding your stride. You know, that's a process that a lot of people struggle with because they're like, oh, but I started as this or, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know why I, I, I like this or whatever. It's like, just do what comes naturally because what comes naturally is going to be the best thing you can do. You know, if I were going to try and do this like super scripted interview, like, okay, so I'm going to say this and then here's your line that you need to mm-hmm. give me back. Like, that's not going to come naturally to me. You know, if I'm like, okay, I only can talk about these specific questions. That's not going to come naturally to me. Yeah. I'm going to be struggling. going to be like, um... anyway, moving on to the next point I have to make, you know, I, that's just not going to come naturally, naturally to me. And there's other people out there that I'm sure like just asking questions off the cuff is not their style. You know, yeah. they have to have every question written out because that's how their brain works. You know, and I, I wouldn't want to switch places with them. You know, mm. I wouldn't ask them like, oh, you're doing your show wrong. Like, I don't, I don't, there are very few people out in the world that I've listened to and like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. And usually, <laughs> that, usually that's more of a, of a objective viewpoint of like, okay, you, you need to fix something. <laughs> it's not usually like, oh, I don't think that's how they should be doing their show. Like, it's not, it's not a. Yeah, it's usually for more of a technical, factual side of things more than like a. Your, I don't like your style. Yeah, exactly. if I don't like your style, I'm like, yeah, that's just not my what I what I like. But like, doing what you do, doing what you do best, doing what you do naturally is going to be the thing that people are going to flock to. You know, mm. people don't want most of the time don't want to see people or want to watch people do these things that are like, okay, I'm going to put my suit and tie on and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go through these things. Like, it's like, well, they can tell when that's not what you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, people have a a high intelligence for that. And if you don't feel genuine, oftentimes they'll just like, okay, well I'm done with this. And and they just leave, you know, they don't want, they don't want to be around for that. They want to be around for like, what do you do? How do you do present it? If I start like doing a monotone voice for my podcast and like, okay, so what's next for you? I'd have so many people just leave because <laughs> like, okay, what happened to Joel? What happened right. to Curious Joel? That's always like, whoa, what? Oh, that's crazy. Like they would be like, okay, what happened to that, that person? <laughs> and so like, I, I'm, it was really enjoyable for me to hear you talk about like how you just kind of naturally shifted over to this, this interview style that you've been doing. You know, finding that mix of like, you know, I'm going to do these episodes. I'm going to do these episodes. And that's just what flows naturally. So that was really cool to hear. Yeah. Well, thanks. And that's because like one of the constructive criticisms that I, that I got from a a friend, I really appreciated um, her, her input was because she knows me very well. She says, Mm -hmm. you need to let more of your personality in. It's like, and like, yeah, I want the professional setting and real estate mm-hmm. business and all these different things, walking through people, how to help them. I'm like, yeah, I, I do want to do that. And the thing is, I was listening to the people that told me, keep it professional, keep it professional, keep it professional. But yeah, but I felt like I was holding myself back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because every time I did tech, I felt like I could just like, all right, let me relax and talk tech. It's like, yeah, but if I'm trying to win people over in, in the business side of things, because that will probably, hey, if you like it, you're in Southern California, you need a real estate broker to help you out with buying or selling a property, consider me. Ding. So there's there's my my input right now. Go to www.segoviares.com and you'll be able to pull up all my information just to see my licensed broker. But that just to get to that point was it it took something I mean like I wasn't I wasn't sure if I was commingling now two different worlds together, but that was the natural progression of where it was going, and I just had to embrace it. And once yeah. I did, the followers came, the interaction yeah. came. And yeah. I, I want to say some respect came with the territory because uh, uh, the I've had I have people on my show that, that they have tens of thousands of followers compared to mm-hmm. me. Like you came on little old me show. Thank you very much. Uh, and <laughs> when people have their questions, it's like, well, who is this guy? Well, one of uh, to me, it, it, I, I, I don't get starstruck. I got uh-huh. starstruck on one of my most major interviews and. I'm not going to lie. It is the most major interview I had. I can't top that. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be able to top that. I can have my favorite actor on my show. It's like, I'm sorry. I interviewed Mark Geist, uh, one of the one of the six uh, American heroes from the whole Benghazi um, thing that happened September 11, 2012, without entering into the what makes it a political fireball. Forget that part. The point is, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for these six guys, at least 40 Americans wouldn't be with us today. And... Mm-hmm. Talking to him, talk, I've seen the movie, read parts of the book, but I knew the entire story. I've seen all the interviews since the day it happened. I never once thought I'd be talking to him. Even mm-hmm. though it was virtual, it felt like face-to-face. And I was supposed to be interviewing him, and I found myself talking with him. <laughs> and I opened yeah. up about very personal things that I, it was my show wasn't a forum for anything like that. I even told him, sir, I have no idea why I'm opening up about my suicide days and all that stuff. I'm talking to you about. I was so vulnerable in that uh, conversation with them because I thought I could have that with them, and yeah. and just just hearing the story that I already knew, mm-hmm. but directly from him, John Krasinski, the actor that played one of the one of the characters in Thirteen Hours by uh, the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, he, I I understood what he said when he was interviewed in one thing. He said, "What did it feel like for you to do this movie?" And he said, "I knew the story." But when I heard it from them, it hit me different. And mm-hmm. here I was listening to one of those guys and one, that had the most gruesome of injuries, by the way, and just seeing him in the flesh. And I, we're talking. And if, if, for people that watch carefully that interview, I yeah, I was very misty-eyed in that one. It's like I, I was just so overwhelmed with, like, I'm talking to a, a real hero. And when I pressed them, like I asked them because even you asked them like this whole the whole curiosity aspect of why would people do these things? Yeah. I even asked them in the face of all of that, why did you and your buddies, quite literally against orders, dare to go save fellow Americans in a hostile country when everybody's trying to kill you? And he said, You didn't think about that. Americans were in danger. Like, oh my goodness. And that's where the sprinklers turned on in my eyes. You know, it's like, <laughs> I I yeah. want to understand that. Like, what, yeah. what a passion, what a drive, you know. And and to me, that uh, that that was something that, that I guess when I use that as the measuring stick for 
how much has transpired since that uh, May of last year when I interviewed him. Mm. My show has definitely morphed to being just almost an open book. There's things that I'll never talk about. Those are reserved for just my wife and I. It's like, mm. honey, you're going to know everything about me. But there are always things that I knew, you know what? I can speak to different people about different things because I can. I could talk about the most boring thing to the mm. most exciting thing and make them all interesting. Yeah. Uh, and and just have these conversations uh, with people and people will get to know other people and also give me an opportunity to give more insight about myself. You know, like it, it, I, we're having a conversation I haven't had in any of these interviews. Mm -hmm. And I was just interviewed for um, um, Senior Filth who was on the stream with us. Um, I was on his show. That one was almost mm -hmm. two hours. I thought I was going to do an hour. Like, guys, I only have an hour. <laughs> we went for near two hours. That doesn't even count the, the pre and the post yeah. conversations. Yep. Because yep. some things just kept going. And yeah. we went in what wasn't entirely planned for, that we were talking about something, some of these things. And I told them, I haven't had any of these conversations on any of my platforms. So yeah. some of that stuff was exclusive to that, you know? So, yeah, um, it's, I, I felt like I needed to make time for something different for my third anniversary month, I guess now I'm still celebrating it one month. <laughs> like, uh, like it's just celebrating this by having something different and seeing how the audience responds to it. And so yeah. far, it has been the most interactive time this month that I've had in since the inception of my show or when I took on the 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 big tech influencers with BlackBerry. I haven't had that amount of interaction like I've had uh, this month, and it's made me comfortable. It's like, hey, yeah. this this is me. This is my show. You're yeah. welcome to be here. I would love yeah. to have you here. And if you don't like it, well, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Yeah. And I, th I think that's something that I, I kind of – I knew I wanted to do is just like I don't want to be apologizing for who I am. I don't want to be apologizing for what my show is. I want to do my show. And if people like it, they will stay. If they don't, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing my show. You know, if like, if everyone leaves, like, okay, this is like, I don't want to be. Wow. Okay. Of course. My, I, I have a habit. My brain loves to just make me forget words in the middle of recording anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like I'll like second guess myself. While I'm like, is that right? But like, we'll, pandering, we'll fix it in I think, post. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I don't like doing that either. Like, I I, I want it to be real. And like, but like, mm -hmm. I think it's the word is pandering. Of like, I don't want to be like, like, oh, someone didn't like that. I'm gonna just move away from that. Like, mm -hmm. I want my show to be my show. Yes. And like, sure, that like I like constructive feedback and constructive criticism. But like, if it's like, well, I just don't like how, you know, you know, if people don't like how over the top I am sometimes like, okay, well, that that's me. That's, that's who I am. I'm not going to change that to make people stay on my show mm. or to, to uh, stay listening to my show, I should say, um, you know, and just like doing me and like, just being that, like, I don't want to have to sit on my own show and go, okay, here's what you got to do. And like, you know, like I don't want to have to buckle myself down and like restrain myself on my show about, you know, anything. Like I want to be able to just like, yeah, let's talk about that. And that's why like 
I love tangents is because tangents let you just go. You know, there's, there's I don't want to be like, well, we're talking about, you know, roller coasters. How <laughs> dare you talk about anything else? <laughs> like, no, I, it's relevant. And how I know it's relevant is because it came up while we were talking about this. Yeah. So even if it's not on topic, it's still relevant to this interview. And so, you know, when we're, I was interviewing the uh, escape room designer. Um, nice. She had a whole conversation about uh, living in Japan. Because <laughs> she casually drop in the conversation, like, yeah, and you know, something about technically living in Japan. I'm like, tell oh, me just, about wait, it. Wait, hold on. <laughs> stop, stop. Don't don't move any further. We are stopping right here. What do you mean you technically live in Japan? We need to talk about that. <laughs> and like it was a whole thing, but it was also part of what shaped her career going from uh, doing, you know, escape room design and building. And then as things, as the world changed dramatically mm-hmm. through 2020, um, changed into like escape room apps and video games, and then also into voiceover and voice acting. And mm-hmm. so it kind of morphed and this, this event in her life changed that a little bit and helped guide her into this new, new career choice. But it's like some people, some shows I've seen, they, they wouldn't, they would, they wouldn't even take a second get like second take they're like no they're just like okay anyway continue answering the question i asked but it's like that's relevant and you know yeah i i'll be honest i got so far off on that tangent i forgot my actual point it's talking about not being pigeon-held to right, uh, right, to, right. and being authentic to what mm-hmm. you're doing because you're being authentic and you're not being pigeon-held to constrain it's it's not just constraining who you are but also yeah. the creativity because yeah. this it is uh who you are and how, how you function mm-hmm. now of course for people that say no i don't have the time to listen to one hour of tangents or people are just going off on tangent things like that it's like well yeah i know but it's there if you want to um right right and what what i what i've i'm trying out right now uh and, and senior field is curious because i i asked them say hey is it all right because i have to ask permission because not my content even though i was mm-hmm. on the program so can i lift a clip so i could post it across my socials and platforms he's like yeah mm-hmm. let me know how it does and that's kind of why i wanted to like i want to let you know how it does because he's on youtube and rumble i'm across six different mm-hmm. ones including those so i am curious to see how much traction there's going to be and i just posted it before we came on so I'm gonna check. Oh, I had to close those windows. Like enough. It's not like I'm checking my <laughs> stocks right now. So I had, to, I had to close them because, uh, I, yeah, I am curious too. And and in that mm-hmm. one, um, it's it wasn't what I was intending to talk about. We were gonna talk about <laughs> my time and uh, like uh, being an amateur movie critic uh, when I was doing the Critic Corner. I did that for about mm-hmm. ten years. I invited by Warner Brothers and all these other things. I brought in uh, movie props to show them how I, w- I got involved with Warner Brothers and stuff like that. You know, I did that for fun while I was doing this historical archive of the Andres Segovia show, my time uh, uh, being a political activist and eventually uh, um, just a commentator of things and an, an analyst. So it's just like you couldn't just do politics. You'll, do, you'll go crazy. That's why I did Hollywood. And now it's like, well, you got to do politics and Hollywood because that's what they're doing. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know what? I don't even do that anymore. Can we just go back to being a nostalgic <laughs> critic? So, so that's what I thought we were going to talk about. Next mm-hmm. thing I know, like 
Well, guys, I am a Christian. So uh, let me tell you about the Christian perspective. So it, it involved me having to basically dig deep into my Christianity, not religious roots, because I, I don't believe in religion in that sense. It was, it's a walk mm -hmm. of life. So next thing I know, I'm like preaching for an hour plus, and that was not an intention. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't intentional, but when they're asking questions and wanting mm -hmm. more and then giving feedback yeah. and then riding that, that wave, I'm like, whoa, this is definitely not what I thought we were talking about. <laughs> I towards the yeah. end, I even tell them, hey guys, I don't mean to take control of your show here, but I brought some props that I wanted to show you for the Hollywood stuff. So I think we're wrapped. Can I still talk about this? They're like, hey, yeah, sure, yeah. throw it in. It's a, yeah. I had I had a shoehorn that at the end because like we that was what took over the entirety of this of sure. the thing. And and yeah. I, I I'm more than happy to, to do it. Yeah. And that's being real being authentic mm -hmm. and my, my wife was uh she tuned into i think as soon as it dropped she didn't know where it was going she couldn't put the phone down she's like this is such a good conversation <laughs> like wow honey you don't get yeah. tired of my voice <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well but, uh, i mean oh, go ahead. i was gonna say like that's one of the reasons that when i sit down for an interview i i usually i, I like my interviews in person um and because mm -hmm. for me that just has a little bit better chemistry like i mean what we're doing is just fine like it's it's fantastic but some people the in-person is a little easier to just get into conversation but i also tell them like i don't have a cap we don't have a a moment where i'm like all right we're done sorry wrap it up you know i've had a sat down for four hours with somebody and talked <laughs> that was my conversation with becca lyles about that was supposed to be about escape rooms and we just talked about so much and some of it was before the interview even started but like we sat and we finished talking and we're like we are exhausted <laughs> this is like but we we're all like having fun right until we like stopped we're like all right wow oh my gosh look at the time <laughs> but you know i i don't want to put a cap on that because like that stops like those conversations from happening because if yeah, i'm like exactly. okay well like then all of a sudden like all that like Oh, I will, you know, just the natural flow of things just gets cut off. Yeah. And like, that's why when people ask me, say, oh, so how long is the thing? And like, it's as long as you want it to be as short as you want it to be. It's like just plan <laughs> for an hour so we can mm -hmm. get the setup. And if, if, especially if I know that they're not comfortable in a setting or they don't know me, like, let, let me, let me like break you into the flow. Otherwise sure. this is not going to make good content. Because uh, mm -hmm. if, if people are, are like really shy about, look, <laughs> I, I recently had, and this is inside, inside baseball for some folks. Um, I, I was telling you that I interviewed someone from a coffee company. So I interviewed Larry Little Page from Le, uh, the Ranger County Coffee Company. And this is a guy that has stories to tell more mm -hmm. stories that, that we talked about off air. And I told him, you're going to have to write that book. You're just going to have to. <laughs> It's he's like warring with himself about right that like you got to put it down um, yeah. because he wants to. And and the, the thing is, um, this is a guy has been in combat and this was his first podcast. And I asked him afterwards, like, hey, uh, so how was it? And he said, oh, man, that was nerve wracking. Like, Listen to you talk. <laughs> it's it's like, like war. <laughs> war wasn't as bad. It's like, oh, my God. How is that possible? Yeah, when people think of phobias, <laughs> if it's going to be an animal, they think the fear of snakes or, or, or the ultimate phobia is the fear of dying. But uh, I'm on the top list, fear of public speaking. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's the thing that's always, like, been impressive is, like, fear of public speaking beats death. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah. how is that possible? And how would people rather be in a casket than giving the eulogy? <laughs> <laughs> and I, so, somebody, that's not my joke. That's not my joke. I've stolen it from some, at least two other people that I've heard it from. But First like, time I heard it from. <laughs> yeah, but like I've, I think it was in a movie. And I think I heard like a pastor say it once, but like, it's one of those like weird things. It's like, how can you be, would you rather be in the casket? How how is that the thing? Right. Like, you'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy in front of like a hundred people. It's like, like, there were snakes in the casket. Would you still not want to speak? <laughs> Ooh, now you're getting statistical averages. Again, with the words. You're like, okay, how much is snakes versus death? Add those together. Compare and if to hey, and if <laughs> and if the number one thing that they're afraid of is worms, well, technically the worms come with death, so you're gonna want to speak. <laughs> no, yeah, well, but it's just, um, it's just interesting to, that, about that. But yeah, yeah, I I have been uh, in class settings where people have passed out um, because they had to do public speaking. I'm like, whoa, this for real. Now here's a little insight about me. I I spoke about this before. I was not the the most charismatic i was not the most uh, outgoing uh i was mm-hmm. actually the guy that needed to be uh, brought in front of people dragged in front of people because <laughs> i don't want to be in front of it or anything like that it's a, i was the shy guy in the corner mm-hmm. that's why too the friends that i grew up with in the church when they finally saw me preaching they're like <laughs> wasn't that the guy that wouldn't even talk what's he doing up there because even they yeah. couldn't go up there to say a preaching yeah like i'm not talking about preaching give it a testimony was one thing like well let me tell you something a perspective now like to me an ultimate responsibility is preaching because now you're teaching it's like well mm-hmm. if you come from that uh background of uh, uh i guess uh, of that school of thought of what that actually means mm-hmm. you have the power to confuse or encourage people along that path you know so now you have spiritual consequences to what you're saying that was the m- most nerve-wracking for me like the mm. first one's like oh my goodness i don't want to do this uh but uh god called me to do it so i did it so like all right I, yeah. and after that it was it was easier after that but yeah um the, the, just getting there like all mm-hmm. all of it to what we've uh talked about thus far and everything is a process, it's a journey, and something that you mentioned also about like maybe I'll remaster those episodes. I found myself having to go back. I want to remaster some of these things just because of the sound mixing was horrible. And I, I couldn't find the source material. So I'm like, I guess it's stuck like that forever, unless I redo it. I've always thought about that from my first episode. I'm like, no, that first episode took the life of me to do to get it out the door just to finally say I can do it. The yeah. same thing with my first video on YouTube. I try to be like to put overlays and to make edits, but it was the episode that I shot outside with my dog interrupting. No edits is my most watched video. Yeah. Because it was the most authentic. I'm like, Mm -hmm. run with it, folks. Here it is. You either try really hard to be something you're not to please the masses or you be yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I hate to say, the expression from field of dreams if you build it they will come because it's not always the case nowadays with tech <laughs> when big tech doesn't actually send it your way you know yeah but there there are people starved for that kind of content especially when this has become a medium of entertainment for other people that are fed up with fake reality tv yeah and are just done with the wokeness that's overtaking our main entertainment yeah and i, I think a lot of people are are thriving for real and authentic and unfiltered, you mm. know, um, 
like, I mean, that's one of the reasons that my show is so lightly edited is because like, there's times where like, you'll, you'll be listening to an episode and it'll just go, 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 go. And then like, you'll hear like the tail end of a laugh. Like, where's the joke? <laughs> and like, like, sorry, we had to take out something. It's like, what do you mean? You had to they'll, like, they'll edit it out. And like, like for me, I, I'm a big contextual guy. So like I'll mm. hear references to something in a conversation that never happened. Which is why, like, if I ref- reference something, I, I, I did it earlier in this episode where, like, it's like, I don't remember if we talked about this on the air or not. Because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person, like, if it's not, I want to learn, like, they didn't talk about it in the episode. It's like, well, okay, it, it might have been before. I don't remember. And, like, and if I'm before. doing, yeah. yeah, but, like, in, in, in my interviews, if, because I do this a similar thing where, like, I'll sit down with people, get a conversation, I'll ask them some, like, just fun icebreaker questions just to get the question and answer chemistry going. Um, but if we talked about something beforehand, I'll say like, Hey, we talked about this before the interview. Um, but I want to reference it because I don't want mm-hmm. people to feel left out of anything. Yeah. And like, left I want people. Joke, yeah. yeah. And like, especially with, again, with my words, like I, I sometimes fault pride myself on, on my vocabulary and, you know, my use of words. And I think honestly, sometimes it's God's way of humbling me is like, you might be good at words, but don't forget, I'm the one that gave you that ability. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> p- p- pandered. Pan- pandered? Yeah. Pan- yeah, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> but like, you know, but like, I leave those in. Like, and <laughs> unfortunately for my guests, sometimes that means that their their goofs get, get stuck in the episode because I'm like, no, I'm sorry. This was funny. This is a part of the conversation. And if they were sitting in the room with us, this wouldn't have been taken out. You know, I'll take out like the boring, like, we sat there and like, oh, just I don't remember that drying for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll take that out because that's no fun. And yeah. that's not fun in person either. But like yeah. anytime that I can leave things in without causing this disruption to everything, I'm going to, because I, I know that I like having that experience. I like that feeling of like, I'm sitting in the room with them. Why? Because they left that in and they left that in. They definitely, like, I'm not missing anything. I'm not missing a part of the conversation. You know, this is just them. This isn't like, okay, hold on. <clears throat> Take two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's 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 raw. It's real. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's authentic. It's just a conversation between me and this person. There's no, like, prompts. There's no, like, oh, what was the next thing I was going to? Sorry, can you scroll back? Okay. Um, <laughs> and then this funny thing happened. Like, you know. And I think people really crave that, that real interaction. And, you know, that's, again, going back, <laughs> I say this a lot. That's one of the reasons that I do the show though I do it. The, the way I do it is because like so many people are fed up with like these scripted pranks and these like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I, I was recently looking at an article of like people that are doing like those like, oh no, like selfies, but there's like a mirror behind them. And oh. like, and they're like, ah, oh, my girlfriend's like, snapping the you know snapping pics and i just couldn't stop her it's like d- dude dude there's a car right behind you with a window and we can see your like phone right there <laughs> it's like this is it's why why just be there's, real <laughs> there, there's so much like my, my favorite quote and i think one of the most important quotes in history is not everything you read on the internet is real spoken by abraham lincoln <laughs> <laughs> or Thomas Jefferson. I love that one. There's also one that, that's that's like a like it's a selfie picture of like 
Abraham Lincoln like in a mirror, <laughs> and it's the, one of my favorite because they put they pair it with the quote, and I just love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's and I think what what upsets me is um sometimes people have to have a a a, a sense of of like have your guard up about certain things. Like there are certain accounts, for example, on social media that I absolutely trust. Like mm-hmm. they are not going to sway me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But even when I see something, I'll be like, let me wait and withhold judgment or let me look into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there's been, especially as of late, there was a lot of it um, from my conservative circles, for example, um, when the whole uh, Leia Thomas swimming thing, not to get into it, but the point is the results of it. Uh, s- supposedly one of the swimmers went on Twitter to to take on uh, Leah Thomas. I did not chime into that because I had, I don't know, I just didn't, like if, if someone said, take the fight, fine, take the fight. But I had my misgivings about that Twitter account. It was mm-hmm. a fake account. It was a fake yeah. person that didn't exist. And that's just it. It's like anyone could be susceptible because mm-hmm. conservative news outlets ran with it. They were running, look, so-and-so took on Leah Thomas to say this, this, and that. It's like, so now how do you look because you fell for it? it yeah. That's what happens with the internet where some people are like, oh my gosh, did you see what happened? And I found myself, uh, I, it's, it's, I guess you could say it's a moment of self-censoring too. There's been mm-hmm. certain things that happened this year and I didn't want to, I didn't chime in on those things because, like, okay, fine. You feel a conviction to say you support this or that. Uh, I'll look. I'll allow it to an extent, but you start virtue signaling. I'm gonna let you have it because now we're reaching a different, a different level here. Mm. And that happened with some of my family members. So then I'm like, okay, enough with the virtue signaling because none of you are actually monetarily supporting whatever's happening. You're just, you're just trying to show that you're supporting it via this, and you want someone else to put in the money, but you wouldn't do it. So mm. then when I showed them certain things, they're like, where? And I'm being very vague here on purpose. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, but how is that real? No, no, no. What you're sharing me can't be real. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what they're hiding from you. So think about what you're posting now. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, look, I don't have a dog in this fight. So like, I'm stepping out of it. But mm-hmm. if you insist, I will show you the things that no one else is. So that's that's one thing I haven't liked about what's been happening where people are quite literally making meta the universe that mark zuckerberg has been creating they're like oh it's not real then why are you acting like it is it's like people yeah. are are behaving in a way where this internet thing is real uh now this one actually requires context because we we're talking about something to that extent before we started recording and it's with respects to is it the demonic you're being a spiritually attacked through the internet look some people put it too too much spiritual weight into certain things, mm-hmm. and like you said, sometimes it's just people. Yes, and sometimes yeah. <laughs> the person is the one in the mirror. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the one in yeah. the mirror is the one that's holding you back or or challenging you. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's why some people put too much weight into it. But where the spiritual aspect does come in is how much power we give over to this to this sure. system over yeah. us because we can't let it go. Put the phone down. Disconnect. Yeah. No, I, I need to check the notifications. Someone liked something. You know, it's uh, that's not healthy. <laughs> <You got> detox, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, and like I, I get that that comes down to a, a personal battle of like you know, you know, and, and something that I, I've I've stepped back from a lot is like, which is now I'm trying to step back into, but like I don't go on social media a lot, like and like my fiance gets annoyed with me because like she has she has notifications whenever I post something, and like I'll mm-hmm. like I'll get the notification from Facebook that like hey you have memories, and I'm like. I post a lot of funny things. I post a lot of funny things that a lot of people like. I and so I'll go back onto my memories. I'm like, oh, that's still funny. That's still relevant. That's still funny. And I'll just repost them. And like, that's all I'll do. I'll get off Facebook after that. <laughs> you know, and then like someone's like, Did you see this? And do you see that? I'm like, Nope. I barely was on Facebook. It's like, but you posted so many things. I'm like, yep. All of them were already things I had posted. I went on down a list of things that I posted and just reposted them. Mm. Um, but now I'm finding like with my podcast, I'm trying to like get back into like posting yeah. things. I'm like, I, I know I'm so terrible. And I'm like, I haven't yeah. posted on my Instagram in way too long. And I'm like, ah. this is a, this is a bit of a, I guess this now is going to be creator speak for those that don't know. Um, and haven't, uh, if you're looking into uh, doing podcast like Joel and I do we this is me speaking to the audience now for for those of you listening we <laughs> know just... marketing is hard and sometimes you don't have the budget for it mm-hmm. one of the things I don't like about Facebook there's a lot I don't like about Facebook but <laughs> the, this one is on the business side of things sure Instagram was purchased by Facebook the only way for you to boost things on Instagram like to make it like an ad or whatever you need to have Facebook because all the payment processing and content and creator studios are handled on the Facebook side of things. All right. Maybe not that big of a deal unless you're like someone else that put his money where his mouth is and says, screw you, Facebook. I'm out of here. And I had an Instagram, a business Instagram, not a personal mm-hmm. Instagram. I had a business Instagram that I had before Facebook bought him. And now yeah. it's like, okay, now I know what I'm really putting up there. Because now it's on Facebook hands. Someone put the money where the mouth is and got rid of WhatsApp. No matter how much pressure I've gotten, it's like, I am not going back to WhatsApp. And you're looking at one of the pioneers of the guys that helped develop the app for for BlackBerry. Uh, I'll go all the way back to the beta test on all those. I was part of that, 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so this goes way back. I have a long history with WhatsApp. And I said, Mm -hmm. Facebook got him. I'm leaving. I said, yeah, but you have a lifetime membership. Thank you. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Facebook. And then Facebook says, we're doing podcasts now. Like, oh, whoa, I could post it there. So yeah, well, you need a Facebook page. You know what I found out? In order for you to have a Facebook page, and I found out this the hard way because I didn't open a Facebook personal. Someone did it for me back in the days of, uh, of my time in university mm-hmm. where Facebook was still rolling out. Back in the day, was still rolling out to campuses <laughs> before it became public. That's... That's how long ago I'm talking about, folks. <laughs> you couldn't just go make a Facebook account. So it was rolling out and someone made it for me. He said, we're going to track our, our project through here. It's like, oh, well, I'm not interested. I don't even have a MySpace. Why do I want that? We're a Friendster. Remember those things? <laughs> so, yes. so I'm talking about way back, right? And, yeah. and they made it for me. And for a long time, I had it. By that point, I'm like, well, I can open a Facebook business page so I can help advertise the, the companies that, we, that, that, I, that, I, that I help operate. Mm-hmm. So I did that. But then I got fed up with Facebook. So I deleted my Facebook page. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my personal Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then I got a message from Facebook saying, um, 
you deleted your page, your person, your business pages will be deleted too, unless you tie a personal page to it. I'm like, excuse me, there, you can't just have a business thing on its own without a personal page. No, siri Bob. I'm like, okay. So I, had a, I did create a new Facebook at the time under an mm -hmm. alias. That was also because I've been extorted online. So I had to go through an alias and I was hiding from sure. uh, just about everybody. And <laughs> it's, I'll tell you off the air about, about that stuff. <laughs> That's still something okay. I haven't talked about yet, but some people do know about my craziness of being targeted online. I'm talking about mm -hmm. online bullying. So that's when I learned just how much power Facebook had. Well, when I finally deleted it again last year, I'm like, I'm, I am nuking my business pages first and then getting rid of my personal page after I get my personal data back mm -hmm. because I'm going to leave on my own terms. Yeah. And who's to say that Facebook didn't keep the data? Apparently, I'm mm -hmm. sure they did. But the point is I'm leaving. I left. I didn't look back. So the only thing left for like big tech, if you will, of the social media platforms is Instagram. And I've told people I'm here until I'm no longer welcome. That means they banned me and then I'm gone. That's it. I don't care. So the hustle for me has been uh, finding my uh, other platforms I could be on. I hate this term alt tech and all that stuff because that's what the the left tries to use to dox these other these other other platforms that like. Well, why are we just labeling these alt tech and not places like a Vimeo or Daily Motion? How come they're not alt to YouTube? They're just seen as other video platforms. So why do I have to label these other ones because they're they're actually adhering to the first amendment. So to me, I, I took issue with that, but I, I must admit, I also had some apprehension to being on some of those platforms because this, all this psychological babble that was coming at me. Well, I can tell you that I'm across seven different social media accounts. Uh, one being Twitter that I'm not active on. I just post from Instagram and sometimes I just post to Twitter. So that's it. Yeah. And the main one is Instagram, but parlor gap, Getter, now Truth Social, and uh, Minds. Minds that I wish gets way more traction because Minds is excellent. It's like a hybrid of Instagram and YouTube. And I think it's and it's a fantastic interface, but hmm. almost nobody's heard of this thing. I have not. <laughs> Minds.com, I'll let you check it out. You can you can even use it as your, your main website because it has it comes with a blog, a video channel, and things like that. And really quick, just, the word is that like minds? Or like Mine. minds. Oh, okay. Minds. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was I was like, I don't yeah, know no. which one this a is. <laughs> mine of okay. mine. Yeah, mine. Lord of the Rings okay. reference, right? No, but mines. Yes, mines. Cool. So I'm across all these and some of them are hit or miss, but mm. the interaction that I've gotten, the traction that I've gotten, mm. and I, I was gonna share this for the episode I was scheduled to record today, but we're doing this one instead. Um, I brought the receipts to show the big tech censorship and throttling on my channel on YouTube. And even on Rumble, because they did throttle me on Rumble. This is from last year when I, I just joined and it was taking off. And then like, what happened? Like, whatever. <laughs> but then to see all these other platforms where people have found me and some of them have embraced me. Others have hated me. And that's okay. Like, hey, they come with the territory. I'm yeah. not going to impress everybody. So I'm not going to change for you. <laughs> yep. um, take, me as, take me as I am or leave yep. me. That's it. But it's been impressive uh, growth that I've experienced that I could not have or duplicate on YouTube. So to, to everybody else that's asking, if they want to get into something like this that you and I are doing, the trial and errors of it, yes, 
the the Facebooks of the world, the YouTubes of the world are the most standard places because it has the biggest audience reach. But if they do not feed the algorithm to those that would enjoy your content, it's a moot point. You can yeah. have a presence there, just don't make it your primary. And to speak to something you said, Joel, with this whole thing like, well, I stayed away from it, but not coming back into it. That's something that I do where I'm only there to post my things, mm -hmm. but I, I selectively choose where to be to get like news digest and other things. The reason I'm on so many other platforms is just so I don't use Twitter. That's literally the excuse. <laughs> yeah. But I have a Twitter that has certain accounts on it because they don't exist anywhere else for local alerts, like whether it's mm -hmm. police alerts, traffic alerts, and things like that for local areas, because there's no other way to get it. Yeah. That, and, and that, that's that, what, uh -huh, go ahead. I was gonna say that that's one of the difficult things is like when, you know, the, the place you're looking for only has a whatever account. And I don't know how many different apps I have on my phone and how many different things I've made accounts for because like something important, like, you know, needed this one thing, you know, it's like, I, I have like, there's just, even like just money apps, like, you know, mm. PayPal and Venmo and stuff like that, that I've had to download because that's the only way to do like make a thing work is like, okay, you don't accept anything besides this one thing, you know? And like you were talking about, like, there's some people that all they have is a Twitter. That's it. You know, or they only have an Instagram or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, well, I, I have to go to this one place to find this thing. Otherwise, I just miss out on it altogether. Yeah. And that's why I try to make myself available on as many platforms as I can. But ultimately, the reason I did that is because I know what's inevitable. My channel will be canceled. It's They already throttled me, shadow banned. They've, uh, YouTube, for example, has unsubscribed some of my followers. And they have to resubscribe. But sometimes hmm. my subscribers can't see my videos. Like, no, it's there. I posted it. It's like, no, it's not on the feed. I'm like, hmm. huh? And even when they go to my channel to scroll through it, the video is missing. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I have this, the creator studio. So I look, it's right there. And hmm. I will send them the link. And when I send them the link, they open it and say, hey, there it is. But they can't see it on their feeds. That's called shadow banning. And when yep. they throttle is if an episode's picking attraction, stop it in its tracks. Or... Maybe they're sending, they're feeding the algorithm to people that are not interested in it. And it's like, mm -hmm. what about the people that are? They need to yeah. see it. That's why I appreciate people that see my content and say, hey, the algorithm brought me here. Like, thank you. At least there's something, you know, So, and, and those things happen. So the reason I did it is because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, especially when you're putting all your heart and soul into something like this. And the last thing you want is to see it all go up in flames. And here's something that I'm going to announce that I haven't made an announcement yet, but it just happened hours ago. Um, Spotify allowed me to do video podcasts. So I am now having another platform for people who are able to see my video content. Uh, I don't have to produce audio and video uh, for the podcast. I can do it all mm -hmm. in one and they'll just rip the audio off for me. Like, hey, thank you. So yeah. that's, a, that's a cool thing for, from Spotify. Really cool. Yeah, but Joel, we're going to wrap it here for this episode. Sure. And I, I want to thank you for, for coming on. Please let everybody know where they they can follow your curiosity. Yeah. Um, so again, my podcast is Curious Joel. You can find it on pretty much every major podcast that I could find and get it on. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Curious uh, at Joel Circo. Sorry, I get that one confused. Um, 
I couldn't get it. So really fun story. I haven't been able to tell is like, I had my, my, uh, my Twitter that I had already had from something else. And I just renamed it because I couldn't get curious Joel and I couldn't get curious Joel cast either on Twitter. So I just stick with Joel Serco. And on Instagram, I was able to get curious Joel cast, but it was like, one was like, okay, great, cool. I, I have it on one, but not all of them. So, uh, as I was saying, uh, you can find me at on Twitter at Joel Serco. You can find me on Instagram at Curious Joel Cast. And I just got an email up and running not too long ago. That is uh, CuriousJoelCast at gmail.com. And you can send me whatever on there. You can find episodes on, like I said, every major uh, podcast thing. Um, I'm always looking for people to interview for my show. Um, so, you know, any people out there that have like, oh, you should interview so-and-so or you know, you have questions that you think that I should be asking more often. I love suggestions for all of those. So awesome. Yeah. You hear that? He wants audience suggestions. So definitely you can do that. And for yep. those who are listening on the podcast and watching, you can find all the links and notes on well, the show notes accompany this episode at www.thingsgover.com. I'll leave them all linked there. Curious Joel. Thank you for sharing your curious mind with the audience of the Andres Segovia show. Give him a follow, check out his stuff. And I, one thing I didn't tell you on the stream, and I'll just, uh, I'll close it out on that. Um, the reason that episode about you interviewing the um, the, the roller coaster enthusiast was because mm-hmm. you guys are talking about Knott's Berry Farm. That's my favorite theme park. <laughs> I recently went there for the first time for the Boysenberry Festival, and I really? have yeah. Oh, that I was... Boysenberryed out. <laughs> I actually I, I was able to go to that, and we actually went after that interview. We went a couple days later. I like, I. I don't know why I felt that you guys were filming it or recording it at Knott's Berry Farm. It's like, are they there? We it's- were in this room. <laughs> he, he's he's uh, he's a neighbor of mine. And yeah. so I was able to interview him. And then, you know, me and a few other friends went to Knott's Berry Farm for the Boysenberry Festival a few days later. And that was fantastic. It was really fun. It was accidental for me, but it was my kids first experience. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, it's the Boysenberry Festival. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah I, I Boysenberry got it. Gosh, I'm spilling things. I got the pass. Yes. Because so it was I. it was so good. Like there's so many options, and I'm like, yep, I'm doing it. <laughs> My wife said, Did you really spend 50 bucks on that thing? It's like, yes, yes, I did. And then she's the one who used it. <laughs> was it that wasn't 50 oh, bucks? I, I, I spent well, I don't know if it was cheaper online. Because I, oh, okay. I, I got it online. online. Yeah, I got it online beforehand. Okay. Yeah. I, was like, I, I don't think I spent 50 bucks on that. I spent 50 on it. <laughs> I remember oh, I'm that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't I think yeah. it was like 30 maybe. I it, like, I think it depends on the day you went to. I maybe, maybe, but I was like, oh yeah, no. I, I went on a busy day. Busy oh, day. okay. Yeah. But it's but on it was, that note, it's it that good. yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> Folks, not spare farm, check it out, Ghost Rider. <laughs> It's the best wooden roller coaster in the world. Log ride doesn't get boring. There's there's our plug-in for Nuts Berry Farm. <laughs> Curious Joel, thank you so much for being on the Andres Segovia show. Love to have you again sometime. Absolutely. It was an absolute pleasure. I, I've loved both of our conversations that we've had so far. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Andres Segovia Show. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to stay in the know. If you want a question featured on the program, or you never know, it could be an episode all on its own, you can message me at any of the social media links available at my website, www.theandresegovia.com. Also available there are all the directories where you can find my show. Remember to also follow me on YouTube and Instagram where other exclusive content resides. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the program. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.